0: Welcome to Bible Q&A, a monthly discussion with Luther Seminary faculty about everything you wanted to know about the Bible, but were afraid to ask. I'm Eric Barreto.
1: And I'm Catherine Schifferdecker.
0: Today we're joined by Alan Paget, who teaches theology here at, at Luther Seminary. Thanks for joining us, Alan.
1: Yeah, good You're to have very you here, welcome.
0: Alan. It's good to be here.
1: All right. Well, so you wrote this uh, essay for us uh, answering the question, why did Jesus have to die? And we thank you for doing that. It's, it's a terrible thing to ask to, to address that question in a thousand words. Yeah, but.
2: I know. I could have written five books on it instead. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh, we're talking here, to use the theological term, we're talking about the doctrine of atonement. And uh, because we're probably going to use that word in this discussion, because uh, we're all professional theologians, um, maybe we should define what that means first. What what does atonement mean?
2: Atonement is a great word. Actually, it's a very it's a it's actually an English word. Um, it comes really it does. It's one of those times where it really works to pull the word apart and figure out what mm. it means. It's yeah. one of the few times that actually works. <laughs> Be- so it, it's at one mint. Mm. So behind the concept of atonement is that there's some sort of estrangement going on between people. Atonement is an act, a conversation, something that happens to bring them back together to make them one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's 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 reconciliation. Mm-hmm. It's sort of an English mm-hmm. word for reconciliation. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the idea of atonement is theologian Jews for the cross because in the cross and resurrection god is making atonement for us so that god can be with us and forgive our sins
1: uh you quote right away in your uh, in your essay 2 corinthians 5:19 through christ god was reconciling reconciling the world to himself not counting those sins against them—that's what we're talking about.
2: That's exactly yeah. what we're talking. That's yeah. the short answer to the question:
0: Why did Jesus have to die? <laughs> <laughs> you
1: you have ended thought, it, <laughs> i could have maybe just stopped there and no, next no, question. No. No, no, no,
2: no. But then,
0: of course, opening the biblical text, I think, is part of the reason that uh, the question is so complicated. The, the question is central to how we uh, th- uh, how we imagine our relationship with God now through Jesus, um, and I think the biblical writers are struggling. And coming up with different models to try to understand this life-giving and central moment in the faith. Um, talk a little bit about these different models we find in, in the sure. Scripture, and how do, we, how do we hold these models in tension? How do we hold them together?
2: Right. Well, sometimes in theology, we talk about mystery. So to answer your question, I have to talk a little bit about mystery. Now, some people think mystery is what happens when you have everything figured out and you don't know what else to say, then the rest is mystery. Oh. Mm-hmm. Actually, in theology, that's false. Hmm. Um, everything in theology is about a mystery.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: When the little kids sing, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so, that's one of the greatest mysteries in the history of the universe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yet there's this nice little sentence, there right, it is. Right, you know? right. mm-hmm. So uh, the cross is one of the great mysteries of theology. And um, we so that there's no solution, like solution to a detective novel or solution to a crossword puzzle. Mm-hmm. You can give an answer, and the answer can be true, but you'll never capture the whole of it. Mm-hmm. So the cross is a mystery, and the biblical writers, the p- apostles the, and evangelists, they are struggling to name this reality using uh, metaphors, you know, pictures and stories in a single word or phrase, to try to get at what's really happening, the reality of God making atonement with sinners. Mm -hmm. And so I think there's a reason there's so many different pictures and stories and metaphors and analogies, because it's beyond our understanding. We'll never get to the depth of the love of God displayed at the cross. And that's why, you know, the praise of the Lamb of God in Revelation goes on forever, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, because it's just beyond telling really, but it doesn't mean what we say is false or right. not true, or, you know, that there's something that's going to falsify that Jesus loves me. Hmm. Uh, it's just that that sentence is true, but there's a lot more that we don't know about that. And that's the
0: reason for all these differing perspectives, I think. Yeah. What are some of the more prevalent perspectives we see in these texts? What are some that we kind of keep coming back to over and over? Yeah,
2: well, there's a lot of different views in Scripture. As I was reading through the Bible to try to get a handle on all of this, in the article I picked up on the one I just was totally fascinated by and studied the most, which is this notion of a sacrifice. hmm Uh, And the the sacrificial metaphor is shot through the New Testament. It's just amazing. It's in all three of the great theological voices of the New Testament, in John, in Paul, and in the letter to the Hebrews. You also see it in the synoptics, that is Matthew, Mark, and Luke, when they talk about uh, the Last Supper, you still see that sacrificial model there too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it just seems to me that, and I wanted to explain this and elaborate on that, and I just didn't have the space (laughs) to elaborate on. I would have liked to have talked about all of them, but I just couldn't. But for this one, you really need to know the Old Testament. You need to know the Hebrew religion. You need to understand the ancient concept of what a sacrifice was about, or we misunderstand it. So I would say... Sacrifice is not the most important because I don't think there is a most important, but it is it is the one I wrote the most about. Right. Mm-hmm. Another one is um, redemption, and here the story behind it, the backstory, the metaphor, the picture, is that we're uh, in bondage, we're in slavery. <laughs> to redeem is to buy back. In this case, to buy out of slavery. And one of the interesting things was nowhere in the New Testament are we in bondage to Satan. Does God owe Satan money to pay Mm, us off? Mm -hmm. Instead, the idea is we're in bondage to sin. So it's like sin is this horrible addiction, this slave master that owns us. Mm -hmm. And so God comes in Christ to redeem us, to buy us back, to free us, to liberate us. And of course, liberation is another key one from the whole Exodus theme in the Hebrew Bible, you get this idea that God is leading us out of bondage. You know this this Exodus idea. Um, another wonderful one, of course, is that the cross shows us the love of God. Right, that the depth of God's love. That sure, the Lord is powerful enough to take care of sin by simply obliterating the human race. Not an option we like. Yeah, that would hurt. (laughs) So instead, the Lord is patient with us and comes to live with us and be with us and make atonement that we can. And in other words, the cross shows the love of God. And consistently, when the Bible talks like that, whether it's in Peter or Paul and Romans, it goes on to say, and now we need to love our neighbor and love God in return. Right. Right. So you have been loved, you know, you've been bought with a price, right? Mm-hmm. And and so don't sin in your flesh and now follow Christ in a new life because of this incredible gift.
1: I wanted to ask you, Alan... Those are some of the big ones. Oh, thank you. The, yeah, that's really helpful. We could talk for a long time about that. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to ask you, uh, in, in, towards the beginning of your essay, uh, you say this decisive act of God, that is uh, um, Jesus' uh, death on the cross is a nonviolent victory over sin, evil, and the powers of darkness. And then you say nonviolent on God's side, that is to say. Can you elaborate on that? Because of all the events uh, you know, in the Gospels, this seems the most violent, right? right. Hanging on um, a cross, being nailed on a cross.
2: That's on the sinner's side. right? <laughs> so the, the, what I, I guess what I'm trying to point out is, again, to talk about the, the cross shows the love of God, the mercy of God, the patience of God. Mm-hmm with really violent, evil, and wicked human beings who do horrible things like crucify and torture the Lord of glory. Right, right. So the vi- it's terribly violent, but the violent is on our side. Uh-huh, right. God does not send legions of angels to, to rescue Jesus uh, from us, from our hands, from our, our sin. Uh, so the cross then happens... It, there, no one is destroyed by the resurrection.
1: Uh huh.
2: So the, the again and again in the New Testament, the cross and the resurrection work together to save us yeah. from our yeah. sin two and death. Two sides of the same. Yeah, two sides of the same, same event. event.
1: Yeah. <laughs> to the, the,
2: so that's what I was saying is this, God is not violent against us in this right. act; it's we who are violent against God.
1: Well, and but some um, scholars, some. Um, Critics would say God is violent against Jesus. Right? That, that, the, oh, right. that 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 God the Father yes. needs a sacrifice, and so God so kills
2: Jesus. God the Father kills Jesus to save us from our sin. Yeah. Yeah, I could not find that anywhere in the New Testament. And that's why I went on about the sacrificial metaphor. There's nowhere in the New Testament where God punishes Jesus. There's nowhere in the New Testament where Jesus bears all the penalties for all the sins of the whole world on the cross. What it says regularly is Jesus bears our sins on the cross. But that's always in the background of this sacrificial model. Right Where the, 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 actually the sacrifice has to be pure and blameless, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, not a sinner, not mm-hmm. evil, not mm-hmm. wicked, not dark or marked or broken. And uh, the idea there is out of God's love, God sets up this system where we can participate in this deeply meaningful ritual that shows us the horrors of our own sin through this death. And it's really the blood that I think is symbolized God's mercy, because that's what cleanses the worshiper from sin. So I don't see in the Hebrew Bible concept of sacrifice that the vict- the blood, you know, the bull or the lamb or the goat is. Is somehow punished right. by the worshipper or by God? That's a completely wrong way of thinking about sacrifice.
1: Well, and the other point you make is, uh, you say no one makes Jesus die, not even God the Father. No, no it, one does. Jesus, Jesus is God and it. Savior, right. so it, it's not uh, Jesus as victim so much as Jesus as self-sacrificial. Right,
2: self-sacrificial. Jesus is willing to embrace that destiny. But not he doesn't bear penalties for the whole sin of the whole world on the cross. That's a very late development in uh, Protestant thought. It's not in Scripture.
0: And it seems to me that it's love that's at the center of, of, of all yes. this, that it's, it's right. God's love for us, it's Jesus' love for us, uh, his right. willingness to die that, that makes all the difference in the end.
2: And the fact that our sinning and evil and wickedness really is bad. Right.
1: It
0: costs and something. It, it
2: costs something, yeah. yeah. Exactly. And,
0: uh, uh, as big as that cost is it's love that is victorious in the end absolutely
1: well thank you Alan we could talk obviously for a long time about this and we urge our, our listeners to read your essay uh, and um, to to continue um, exploring this uh, this issue of atonement which is so central to our faith but thank you uh, it's a huge topic we've only skimmed the surface here
0: thanks for taking this up Alan I appreciate it's it it's a pleasure to be here Thank you for joining us on Bible Q&A. You can find more at enterthebible.org. Join us again.